Welcome to Wise TV, your source for women in sports entertainment. I'm your host, Amber. Join me as we meet women from all walks of life who are making an impact both on and off the playing field. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget to find us on yeah, Instagram yeah, at yeah, wisetv.2020 yeah, yeah. to find yeah, current yeah. episodes yeah, and yeah. get sneak peeks of our upcoming yeah, guests. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, won't want yeah. to miss what we have coming. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Wise TV. I'm so excited to have this special guest with us today. I've been looking forward to talking with her, and I think that after our conversation today, you're going to be excited that she came. So let me introduce to you Lori and P. Um, I use a different name with her, so she can tell you if she wants to use that or not. Um, but if you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself, and we'll get going with our chat today. Okay, well, hello, everyone. And Amber, thank you for um, inviting me to this uh, podcast. Um, my name is Lorian Price. Um, most people call me Lo, which is completely fine, as that is something that I've been called since I was a young child. So Lo is very much what I answer to um, most of the time. Um, and then I am a Indianapolis Indiana native, and I currently work at Indiana University in our athletic department um, as the senior associate AD for academic services. Um, and so I do a lot of the oversight of all of our academic services as well as some advising of our athletic teams. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So if you would tell us just a little bit more about what it is that you do, um, athletic director is something that we hear a lot, especially those that are thinking about a career in sports management, and you really don't have a good understanding of what an athletic director does or of the concept that there may be multiple athletic directors at an institution, all with um, different responsibilities. Right. And I think that's um, a great thing to point out. Um, and I can even say when I was coming. Um, I, I'm a former student athlete. I ran track at Indiana University. And um, being an athlete, you always just kind of think about that the athletic director is just the boss of doing athletics. That's the person who really makes sure you get the schedules and get your gear and things like that. But there's so much more mm -hmm. that um, goes into an athletic department. And again, similarly, I thought that um, yeah, there, there's one head honcho, right? And that's the one person who makes all the decisions. And um, that's just not the case. I think uh, everybody will say that even from, you know, a high school level to the collegiate level, that there are multiple people who are helping um, whoever is called the head, uh, ac sorry, uh, athletic director. I was like, what am I about to say here? AD. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I was going to say athletic trainer. I'm like, why am I talking about a trainer? Uh, so either way, so... When you are uh, thinking about that, uh, I'll speak from the collegiate level. There are a lot of people that are part of a team, and it's, uh, that team can vary in size. Uh, you know, right now we have about 12 people that are part of our senior staff, um, and all these different people have oversight of certain departments. And it's kind of where you look to be the, kind of the expert of your department that then mm -hmm. allows the whole athletic department to work as the business that it needs to work as, right? So you have um, me that I oversee the academic side. I've been in academics now for over 10 years and um, just kind of grown throughout the ranks. And so you're looking at the things of what it looks like to help the student 
be successful in the classroom to be sure that they get to uh, graduate with their degree and maintain eligibility eligibility throughout that time. So um, for me, my oversight is looking at the resources and the services and um, the schedules and the day-to-day things that we do to be sure that our students are successful in the classroom. Um, Whereas I have many counterparts, they're looking at what do our budgets look like? What um, does our marketing look like? What's what's going on ticket office? How do we generate revenue? How do we get sponsors? So um, there are different smaller ADs over that whole uh, over the whole entire department that's helping the actual athletic director make all the decisions needed to be able to really make a successful athletic department and truly allow student athletes to have their best experience while also being able to get fans into the seat and having fans having a great experience as well. Yeah, that's so helpful. And it's it's interesting because you are a part of a large university, um, which is a part of a large university system. And I imagine that um, the experiences are a little bit different depending on what size campus you're on, but that it would just be um, kind of macrocosm versus microcosm in that instance where the same things may be happening, but just different people wearing different hats in a smaller um, institution than the one that you're currently placed in. Absolutely. Um, it's not uncommon to have um at a smaller institution, but even at bigger institutions as well, that you'll see people kind of wearing multiple hats um, that, you know, maybe depending on the resources at a different institution, they may be able to spread those hats out amongst different people. Um, but it's very often that you may have somebody who is serving as the sponsorship and also ticket office and not mm-hmm. you know, necessarily dividing those things. Um, and so, it's more likely than not that depending on the size of the institution, but also just how that structure um, is set up at an institution that you will see people doing multiple jobs um, just to be able to service the athletic department the best way possible. Sure. Now you mentioned that you were a student athlete. Can you tell us how was the, how did the experience as a student athlete translate into your professional life? Honestly, it, it built, it is my foundation of who I am. Um, and I always say a lot that I think people who meet me, what you see is what you get. I, I tend to be very much of who I am, um, no matter the, the situation. And as an athlete, I was the same. I have my outgoing personality. Uh, being a track and field athlete, I think it allows that to happen even more. We have way more time to be social during a track meet than maybe so of those who are in basketball and in football who kind of have to be with their team cohort and then they're immediately departing. So I was able to really, you know, utilize the thing that I love to do, which is socialize. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also the elements of a track team brings so many different walks of life together. Um, you have you know, throwers to a sprinter to a long distance runner. So you're talking about all different type of physical physiques, but you're also talking about people from literally all over the world. So you're talking about so many different mentalities, so many different strengths of, of what people bring to a table. And so you learn that one, you need to do your job to help that team. But then also you're within a team setting where you're trying to figure out how do I help lead a thrower who does something totally different than me that I cannot do, but also try to lead them to believe in our team goals and be successful. Um, And so 
those aspects of being on a track team and then the competitive nature that just also comes from being um, a student mm-hmm. athlete sure. are things that I've taken with me to my professional realm. Um, it helps me in understanding what my students are going through, no matter how great a student is, no matter how great an athlete is um, on their playing field, no matter how great of a person they are, no matter how great of a student they are, they're going to have their lows. Um, there's going to be those times where they feel defeated, they feel tired, they're looking for answers on how to get better, on how to get out of a slump. Um, and those things aren't always highlighted when people think about athletics and generally think about the the time that we're winning, that things are great, um, especially if you happen to be a quote unquote star, um, but even that star struggles. And so going through those things, experiencing those things myself, um, and also trying to help others who have gone through these things is what is my absolute foundation and how I handle my students every day. Yeah, I think it's so good that you pointed that out because I know that you're, you know, assistant athletic director and you work with academics. But what I have found when you're working in higher education is it always comes back to that student and it's the student as a whole person. And so even though you're focused on their academics and you're focused on getting them through um, their undergraduate careers, there are all those other factors that you just cannot ignore when you're working with those individuals. Absolutely. If you ignore those things, you have done that student a disservice. Um, We all, I mean, just like any other individual, you know, we have different aspects of life. Um, We have family components. We have financial components. We have, you know, take the athlete part out of it. And there's so much of life just to handle. So if you aren't looking at that student as the human that they are and helping them as the human being that they're trying to be, then you definitely have done them a disservice. Now, the athlete part just adds a layer to that um, that allows you to address another piece of their identity, but um, you have to address the whole person. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Um, so one of the questions I have for you is, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are? I'm assuming um, that you didn't grow up and say, this is what I want to be. You're in a, a little bit of a non-traditional field, um, especially being a woman in the field that you're in. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got from um, low and I'm an athlete, I'm in high school, I know that I want to go to college. How did you get from there to where you are currently? Great question especially being in academics and you deal with students all the time asking you, what should I do? I don't know what I want to be. I look at them and I look at them dead in the eye and I say, I'm the academic lady and I didn't know either. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think uh, part of that also helps them feel a little bit of relief. And, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure when you're looking at yourself at 18 and you're still trying to figure things out. But honestly, even when you're looking at yourself at 22 and beyond, you know, we, we go through multiple things and things that we experience that help us finally figure out maybe what we really want to do. Um, and it doesn't always hop, happen within that college time. Um, and so that's that was the same like idea with me. So for me, similar to what you said, you know, I have always understood what school could do for me and what education um Uh, what was about and the priority about it. My parents made sure that was ingrained in me. So I've always made sure to take care of my academic piece. Um, And then I kind of started doing sports in high school, fell in love with the competitive piece. Uh, And actually I did, you know, sports a little bit before then, but truly took it seriously starting in high school. Um, And so then, you know, got the 
opportunity and the blessing to be able to run at Indiana University. And at that point in time, I remember coming in and I being like, I know I like sports and I know that education is important. And I also feel as if there is um, some value maybe in the business side and things like that of the athletic piece. And the, mm-hmm. one of the things I really was sparking my interest at that time was the movie Jerry Maguire. Um, I'm going to be somebody's sport agent. I can see it. I just knew that's what I was going to be. Um, and sure. so coming into any university, seeing that they had the um, sport marketing program, I said, that's it. Bam, going to be Jerry Maguire after I graduate. And it's going to be great. Um, and so I actually went through and then eventually it was like, I do still enjoy this business side. But again, if you remember previously, I mentioned I'm really about socializing. And so mm-hmm. I then found that they had this sport communication major. And I said, oh, wait. This could be it. This is it. You know, um, that's one of the things I would even say. If you go back and look at my report cards in elementary, middle school, high school, you know, while they might have been good grades, they also going to let you know I talk a little bit too much. So <laughs> I was like, well, here's my calling. Uh, so let's get it on this sport communication. And then I was like watching ESPN. I'm looking at Rachel Nichols like I'm going to be. Rachel Nichols, ESPN. Um, and I could just picture myself saying these things. Um, so honestly, I ended up switching majors and I went through uh, completing sport uh, communication as my undergrad um, and then, you know, stuck to three minors in business, telecommunication and sport marketing and management. Um, again, because I still did uh, really value the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then still I, I sat there and I asked myself, what, what's next? You know, I was still training um, post-collegiately. I was qualified for the 2008 Olympic trials. I still wanted to uh, run and try my best to see what can happen there because, you know, what athlete doesn't want to see what Olympic dream or professional dreams they can have. Uh, so while doing that, I also um, was afforded the opportunity to do athletic administration as my uh, master's degree. Um, and so I continued to train and I went into grad school and I did an accelerated program. I got it done within a year, but I also remember quickly getting to the end of that year and still asking myself, what exactly am I going to do? Um, from there, I was able to speak with my mentor who is still currently uh, my actual direct supervisor and boss. Um, and her name is Maddie White. Mm-hmm. And she kind of talked to me a little bit about what she was doing in academics and how they had an internship. And so she asked me if I would be interested in applying. And so I did. So I applied Mm -hmm. to the internship and this is because of that internship. And it's because I still walked into that internship, not completely knowing exactly what I wanted to do, that you'll always hear me tell anybody who's willing to listen that when it comes to finding yourself and really trying to figure out what career you want to do, take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to you. Because you'll either find out that one, you don't like it, or two, you might actually find that this is your purpose, your passion, and everything else that you need to have. Um, and that's kind of what happened with me. I kind of went to this internship not really knowing, and then I said I got bitten by the academic bug. And, you know, I'll be honest, I can't say it's because um, I was in love with making class schedules and, and counting eligibility numbers. I just love the day-to-day working with the student. You know, mm-hmm. again, it, it's about how are we helping each other? How are we helping human beings become better human beings? Um, and I 
as an athlete, you know, you kind of thought about the coaching thing. And sometimes that's just like that natural thing that happens. But really, um, I never thought about the academic piece until I took advantage of this opportunity that I didn't know was going to come my way. And when I got to experience the day in and day out uh, interaction and impact I got to have with people, that was it. Um, And so that internship led into a full time position of like a little over a year after being there, one of the advisors had left and I interviewed for the position and um, was hired and had the opportunity to work with a plethora of teams. Um, I think at that time, I think I started with track and field, women's soccer, field hockey, women's golf. Um, And so I had a a good slew of student athletes and uh, just, you know, through a few years of, of kind of really working through that heavy load of student athletes, I, was then afforded to work with our women's basketball team. Mm -hmm. And then um, I've worked with so many other teams in between too, between our uh, men's soccer and men's golf, diving, so many. Um, But through that time, I just kept working and and really um, getting even more hands-on with making sure that the day-to-day things with our student-athletes were being completed. Um, And then here recently, I've been now working with our men's and women's basketball programs and advising and Again, the day-to-day of making sure that things are going well and being successful for our students. Um, And through just really just kind of working and, again, going from being an advisor, by the time I was working on women's basketball, I became a director of uh, academic services. And then here very recently, my new title of the senior associate AD um, Mm -hmm. is what I am now. So really it was about taking that leap of faith at the internship level and working my way when you talk about the different teams that you have worked with, um, when you're getting to the teams that have a little bit more perhaps visibility, a little bit more exposure, maybe some more stakeholders and people that are um, directly invested in their success, do you feel like there's more pressure on you to be successful in your role in order to properly support those students? So I would say you would definitely recognize that there are a lot of eyes on these programs. Mm-hmm. I again, have kind of stayed true to who I've always been. Um, coming from a, and again, I started, I should, I should take back my internship. I started with football, I was interning with football. So I kind of came into a heavy sport and um, really was ingrained in their study hall and really understanding from that moment, how important that while, you know, nobody's really asking about the study hall piece and nobody's, you know, um, uh, paying tickets to come watch kids do uh, homework, mm-hmm. I immediately saw the importance of what happened each evening and how it connected to what that student was able to do on a Saturday. Um, and I've kind of always stuck with that. So then even coming, also being a track and field athlete, I knew that no matter what uh, no matter how visible a student was, or no, no matter how high a scholarship was, it, it could be could could be on a full scholarship, could be a walk-on. Mm-hmm. They still have so much value to that team. So I didn't have time to um, take the gas off of any one person. Each student was important. And so that's kind of what I've always done. So I do I recognize that there's more eyes that will maybe um, be able to see if somebody makes it or doesn't make it. Um, yeah, I, I recognize that. 
but it mm-hmm. did not change my approach to things. Um, I just always kind of put it still back in that same mentality of this is an important job to do. Um, and it's just more people maybe uh, a little bit more concerned about it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that's probably why you've been so successful because you don't um, work contingent upon who's looking at you work. You work because of the passion that's behind it and because you are invested in your student success. And that leads to you doing well, no matter who you're working with. And I think that not only um, do you see it personally, but I think your students probably see that and they are willing to work more with you and for you because they know that your investment is in them as an individual and not them as a Indiana men's basketball star or Indiana men's football player or an Indiana women's basketball player, but you're invested in them as an Indiana University student right. and you want to see them succeed. Absolutely. Um, and I, I hope that is what they take away. Um, I, I remind them every day that you know, maybe somebody else sees them as a jersey number. I see them as a name. You know, they're always just be whoever they were when they first walked in for a recruiting visit or whatever it may be. Um, and and I'm, I'm always trying to stay very true to them because if nothing else, students will be able to pick apart who's being genuine and who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm always just me. And that doesn't mean that they always agree with me. It doesn't mean that um, every day that they like me. But I think at the end of the day, we all know that we have um, a love and respect for each other that we're trying to work for one goal and that's to make them be successful. That's great. I want to track back a little bit. You mentioned that your mentor and I believe one of your first bosses was a woman. Yep, um, still is. And I'm curious about how you feel about women being represented in your field. Do you feel like women are represented well or fairly or do you feel like there's a little bit of room for growth? Well, you know, I will always say there's still more room for growth um, until we can see that it's completely equal across the board, then there's room for growth, right? But um, I will say in the athletic department, um, it's not uncommon to see women in the academic field. Um, I, I think uh, you, you'll see a lot, a lot of women in academics and you'll also but, but you'll also be looking to see more in a senior administration, more in a WAD or um, higher positions. And I have, even since my time from an intern now, we have seen growth in the industry. And I'm so proud of where the industry is going. I've been truly blessed to be able to have somebody like Maddie be um, not only a mentor, but literally kind of paved the way um, in, that, in that regards. And we've had other phenomenal women as well within our department. And so I've been really blessed that IU, I do feel as if we have a really great representation of women. Um, and it, it has allowed me to kind of keep, you know, just believing that's truly uh, the top is, is the limit. And I think that the industry is following that suit. Um, I think if you look at the numbers we have grown, you'll see more women ADs. Um, mm-hmm. You'll see more women in um, higher administration, like deputy ADs and, and so forth, more on senior staff. And that is so exciting to see. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to c- continue to see that happen. I don't think that we've reached our full potential yet, but I do believe that we're well on our way. 
That's awesome. That's really good to hear. It's always nice to hear that the numbers are moving forward in our favor. Um, you know, you think about sport and a lot of times you just, you, people just don't think about women. You just don't visualize women and sport in the same sentence. And so that's the reason for this podcast. That's, you know, one of the things that we want to do is really see women not only moving into those positions, but being recognized for the positions that they're already in. So that's awesome. Question for you. What do you wish you had known prior to entering um, your current role? I'm sorry, I said that one more time. There's a little breakup. What do you wish you had known prior to entering your current role? Ooh, my, now my current, current role, I would say, hmm, that's a good question. I think as even as we move up, being able to be exposed. So this would almost go back to what we talked about. Maybe at some smaller institutions, there's people who have to wear multiple hats and, and do, you know, dual roles, um, mm-hmm. maybe based on what that institution has. But that also may serve them really well because they're able to see a lot of different avenues of what makes the department go. Um, and so I, I think being able to be exposed to even more of the higher administrative roles of things would it will always be beneficial. Um, you know, what mm-hmm. what's going into those higher level decisions and the different um, stakeholders that we have to consider. I've always had a, a really good idea and, and there's a lot of things that I've, I've been able to be a part of, but truly being able to be immersed in that, um, which, you know, may, maybe that's just pie in the sky thinking because how can you be immersed in unless you're actually in that role? But I, I think just being able to see the strategic planning that goes into some of these higher level decisions uh, would, would be even more beneficial. Like I feel as if I'm, I'm still prepared, but just to be able to have that tool sharpened even more, especially as we are in, you know, the most trying times of, you know, this nation and, mm-hmm. and just being able to understand how that would affect us at a university and at a departmental level. So uh, I think just being able to get a little bit more exposed to some of those higher level strategic decisions would be um, something that would be good to have. But, um, you know, I think more than anything, I would tell somebody else if they were trying to ask themselves, you know, what do I need to know going into it? As much as I want those things, it's going to come. It's so important to stay true to yourself. Um, and I know that sounds cliche. But people lose themselves sometimes trying to just think about what the glamour of athletics mm-hmm. is all about. Sure. And our job is to look past the glitz and the glamour. It, it's, it's okay to be a fan. It's okay to, to love those things. But our job is more than that. So to not get lost in the hoopla of things and stay true to what the main thing is. And the main thing is our student athletes and being able to be sure that they're able to compete and have the best experience possible. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. One final question for you. We are a sports cast. And so I want to ask you, if you could pick out one athlete as a favorite or role model, who would that be and why? Ooh. Oh, Wow. That should be something like being in athletics. You're like, oh, you should be able to just roll that right off the top of your <laughs> like your elevator speech, but yeah, for athletics. Like that, that's that should be it. But I will tell you, I've always um, growing up, 
really admired like the Jackie Joyner, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, the, the yes. being able to do the different things that she could do at the different levels um, that I just always felt as if when, when being a track athlete mm-hmm. and the things how she competed uh, was something that I always kind of wanted to be able to to do as well. Um, so I think I would say Jackie Joyner. <laughs> I think that's a great pick. I grew up loving Florence Griffith Joyner. Yes. Um, and Yes. I, she was amazing athlete, but also she was just really jazzy, which I think probably I picked up more of her fabulousness than I did of her athletic prowess. But still some lessons to be learned on either side I of the coin. It. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You have been truly enlightening. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, You are very much appreciated. Well, thank you so much again for the invite. I'm so excited to be able to do this and um, share any insight I may have. So feel free to reach out for any other future things that you may need. We will do that. Friends, this has been Lorian P. from Indiana University, and we will have a little bit more information about her on our site. Thank you for joining us as we featured another phenomenal woman today for Wise TV, your one-stop shop for women in sports entertainment. Don't forget to follow us online at wisetv.2020. We'll see you on the next.